You're listening to the official voice of the UB Bulls, ESPN 1520, WWKB Buffalo, a radio.com station. Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Slice of Life on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're here every Saturday from 9 to 9.30 on ESPN 1520. And as always, it's a lifestyle show, so we cover a variety of topics. And if you have anybody you're interested in having me talk with on the show, please feel free to contact me. My Twitter handle is at Brenda Celeste. And I'm on Facebook under my name, Brenda Alacy, and that's one S and two I's in my last name. And uh, and certainly you can reach me right here at Entercom Radio. My direct line is 843-0651. And it's a pleasure to be here week in and week out. There's so many things happening in western New York. Uh, and finally, it looks like we're getting a little break in the weather this weekend. So um, a lot of things going on. As a matter of fact, there's something going on today, a little later today, starting at noon at the Birchfield Penny Art Center. And we'll talk to Dr. Christine Wadowski about that in just a moment. Later in the show, uh, as we prep for local restaurant week, which is starting the week of April 1st, we'll bring in another restaurant and talk about what they're doing and also talk with the organizer of local restaurant week, the woman who makes it happen twice a year. Krista Hobart will be in the house with us uh, later in the show. So as always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Kevin Carr for taking care of all of our stuff behind the scenes. And it's a pleasure to welcome for the first time on the show, Dr. Christine Wadowski. And the doctor refers to her PhD. She works in the Department of Pharmacology and Therapeutics at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Dr. Wadowski, that's quite a title. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you on board. But we're not here necessarily to talk about the fine work you do at Roswell. We're here to talk about the fourth annual science fair through the Willie Hutch Jones Educational and Science Program uh, and General Motors Tonawanda Engine Plant. They are the sponsors of what's called Power Up, the fourth annual science fair that's happening at noon today at the Birchfield Penny Art Center. And the way it works is uh, 5th to 12th grade students can win an all-expenses-paid trip to New York City, the Imagine Steam Fair in Rochester, and museum memberships. So there's so much going on. And I guess, Doctor, my first question for you is, how did you get involved in this important project? Yes, well, the first time I got involved in 2015, the first annual science fair with the Willie Hutch Jones Educational and Sports Programs. We got to have the sports yes, in there. Yes, absolutely. Originally, they um, it was a basketball camp because, as you know, uh, Hutch was formerly an NBA player. Indeed. So yes, yes. So I got involved through basically. I make sure that I'm on many different lists. Um, for educational programs to volunteer as science fair judges, any sort of science event for educational programs or um, students so that they can see what a scientist, you know, in the ranks, young ranks, um, is doing and looks like and um, that, you know, that, that we're here and we look all different. So. Yes, and you you are very youthful looking. And as you <laughs> said to me before the show, it's important to let people know that not every scientist looks like Albert Einstein. <laughs> yes, that's a great line. Yeah, so I like you know I like to make sure that scientists are a diverse community. Um, there are men, women, you know, of all different 
um, nationalities and races and creeds and all of those, you know, diverse. But we do want to get it more diverse. So we want to increase diversity in science. Many studies have shown that if a diverse group work together, they produce better results or more useful results. And don't you think in a way, Dr. Wardowski, this demystifies science and technology and engineering to some degree? Of course. I. That's basically one of my goals. And when I go out into the community, I believe that it's my duty as a scientist to go out into the community and make everyone aware of the work that we're doing and also help them understand science. Um, our studies are actually funded by the good taxpayer money. And also, um, it's good to know that the people trying to work to cure the many different diseases out there are just like you in many aspects. Right, right. That's so true. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's great to have buy-in from somebody like Willie Hutch-Jones, who had a successful NBA career and still has a name. You know, people will recognize the name, I think, in many cases. This program has actually served the community for 35 years, providing after-school and summer programming. And it's really geared to under-resourced kids in our community, correct? Yes, and it's completely free. It's the free programs from the beginning 35 years ago and this science fair is also the only free science fair in the region so um, I was so impressed the first time that I became involved with this science fair I'd been involved in many different uh, community organizations not in Buffalo but where I did my graduate work in North Carolina and I just was so impressed immediately I just just the energy of the Willie Hutch Jones educational and sports programs community and the family that they have there working together to help these kids is just amazing. And I just had to be involved, continue my involvement. And these are kids that range from fifth grade to 12th grade students, right? So yes, in our science would it be, fair. Maybe 11, 12 years old, all the way up to 16, 17? Yes. So yes. it's a nice range. You have younger kids, obviously, and, and perhaps preteen and teens. And it's the first ever STEAM essay competition. Now, STEAM is an acronym for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Yes. And I've heard of STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. Now the art is thrown in there. How does it all come together, Doc? Yeah, so the art has recently been added um, in the last several years. So back when I was the age of these students, it was STEM. Right. But uh, recent, both research in the educational field, so educational research as well as just general awareness of the importance of creativity in the scientific process, that arts, that, and also being an artist isn't just, is, can be rigorous. And, you know, what you put, when you think of science, can also apply to art. And when you think of art, can also apply to science. And it's important to be creative. Um, and I did many different artistic things when I was younger. Yeah, so they're not mutually exclusive at all. No, not at all. They probably enhance one another, right? Yes, exactly, actually. Um, Several uh, organizations have figured this out. This includes the Alan Alda Center for Communicating Science. They've found that um, teaching scientists to communicate through theater games and um, different... uh, improvisational tools has created a 
an increased awareness of, for scientists of how to better communicate with the public. It's, so that's a great example of STEAM and how STEAM is important and ab- arts are important. Absolutely. It's a, it's a very important integration of the two uh, disciplines, if you will. Now, this particular science fair that's happening later today is sponsored by GM. So it's great yes. to have some corporate support, right? And it's the fourth year and it keeps growing. And um, you can expect to see 23 exhibits uh, with 45 registrants. And what a great venue, Dr. Radowski, at Birchfield Penny. Yes, that's a beautiful building. We hold the exhibits um, in the upstairs. So there's a balcony out and you can look over the grounds of the Albright Knox and see the public art outside in their grounds. And there's also art on the upper level. And all people who attend, participate, families, the the people who are volunteering as judges, anyone involved or going to the science fair can also attend the exhibit free of charge on that day. Oh, how great. So the admission is free. It's the right price. There's free parking. Again, for grades 5 through 12. And some of the prizes, I'd like to get my hands on this, Amazon gift cards, family membership to the Science Museum, and the big prize, it's a STEAM trip, an RIT trip. And it includes an expedition in New York City, with all sorts of learning opportunities. So it's not just a, you know, a time to go and have fun and, and uh, tour around, but there's also learning opportunities, which can certainly be fun as well. Students will visit the New York City Mathematics Museum, attend the New York City International Auto Show to learn about innovative technology, and how about this, attend the Carol King Musical Beautiful. So really a nice um, variety of things for these students to experience in the Big Apple. Yes, actually. So the winner of the high school division will be sent to New York City. The winner of the middle school division will be sent to the RIT Imagine Fair. Also, I just want to mention that perhaps you're only hearing about this STEAM expedition right now, which is too late for the science fair as it is in a couple of hours. Right. Um, We also are holding a separate STEAM essay contest, which... um, is due on March 11th. It's 250-word essay contest. And if you win or invited on the STEAM expedition to New York City, the same one, so you'll be able to meet the winner of the science fair, the high school physician, or the winners, as we also, we have both individual projects and group projects. And so there's still time for the to write up an essay about what STEAM is and why it is important to you. And you need to teach a recommendation as well. But that's due on March 11th. So there's a little bit of time. Yes, yeah. there's a little, little bit of little time. A little bit of time to cram and get it done. Yes. <laughs> and so there's still time to be sent on that wonderful STEAM expedition oh, as well. Right. And you're judging this competition. The, one, well, the I, one at noon, right? Yes, the one at noon. I'm no longer a act as a judge I more coordinate as one of the chairs of the organizing committee but we have many different judges from all different areas of science as well as educators we have judges from GM and Five Star Bank which are are, of course our sponsors and um, it's just a great it's wonderful 
thing to be involved in. I just love being involved with the kids. It reminds me why how much I love science. And how you started your career. And I would be remiss. We've only got about a minute left. But I understand uh, that you earned your PhD at UNC Chapel Hill. Yes, I did. Um, I am originally from Buffalo. However, I did go to Kenmore West High School. Then I went on to University of Rochester and then to UNC Chapel Hill for a little bit of a break from the weather here, of course. (laughs) Um, But as I have family here, I've relocated for my last stage of training. And you fell in love with science. Yes. And you want to impart that science to minority students who are really underrepresented in the sciences, correct? Yes, that is true. Um, There is a lack of uh, under, there's underrepresent representation of minorities and women as well as people with disabilities in the sciences especially in those leadership positions um yes but how nice that candace johnson is leading the way at roswell where you work of course yes she is one of the she is the only woman to run be ceo of a freestanding cancer center it's got to be encouraging for you as a young scientist yourself yes of course especially since excuse me especially since she started as a scientist as as just as me she has a phd right many people in the position she holds will be uh, medical doctors so she brings a very unique perspective to that position as well as to our institute and as we wrap dr wadowski what are you focusing on in your work My work currently focuses on prostate cancer and aggressive forms of prostate cancer that come back after treatment and how we can continue treating that cancer in order to find a cure. Well, we are big partners with Roswell here at Intercom Radio, and I am a big supporter of the STEAM initiative, and I salute you for your volunteer work, and thank you for everything you do for our community. Thank you so much for inviting me. Dr. Christine Wadowski, who is a research affiliate and Ph.D. at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. And there's still time to make plans to get over to uh, the Birchio Penny for today's science fair starting at noon. We'll be back with some restaurant talk that's on the menu right after this. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Local Restaurant Week is April 1st through the 7th. Over 200 local independent restaurants dishing up tasty meals all week long. Visit localrestaurantweek.com for details. Local Restaurant Week, it's a festival. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. Know you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you have news about the latest happenings around the Buffalo Niagara region, contact Brenda during the week at 843-0651. That's 843-0651.
And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life. I hope your weekend is off on the right foot. And uh, when it comes to foot, you may want to use them to exercise because Local Restaurant Week is coming up the week of April 1st, right around the corner, folks. And who better to talk about Local Restaurant Week than the guru herself, Krista Hobart. Good morning. Good morning. Krista, welcome back to the microphones. Thank you very much. I love being here. It's great to have you here, as always. And returning as well for an encore appearance, I can't believe it's been that long already, Michael Hibbert is here from the Gallo local fire restaurant uh, at 800 Center Street in Lewiston. Michael, glad you could uh, come back. I can't believe it's time for local restaurant week again. I know. It comes up pretty quick. It sure does. So what are you featuring this year? Uh, We're actually doing uh, three different options. So we have an appetizer option, which could be we have three different styles of meatballs, our traditional style meatballs, turkey chicken meatballs, and a uh, fried meatball. And then you get a choice of a salad and then either a pasta choice or a pizza choice as well. Very nice. And your restaurant is relatively new, uh, but it must feel like you've been there for a long time now. Yeah, we're actually, this August will be three years already. Congrats. Uh, So it it went by fast. Yes. (laughs) You know, in local restaurant week is such a... A wonderful way to showcase restaurants that are locally owned and independent eateries, and that's the whole point of it. Uh, what did it bring to you when you did it for the first time, when you participated in Local Restaurant Week? Well, we we definitely saw an upswing in traffic that week because it's, it's a slower time of the year. Uh, but we also saw a lot of people from outside the Lewiston area that were actually coming into Lewiston. Uh, in not only did the restaurant you know, gain success from that. But also it helped out some of the the shops in the area, you know, just more awareness of Center Street in general. It really does have that sort of domino effect, I think, not only with the restaurant itself participating, but as you mentioned, uh, various shops, boutiques, stores, you know, retail outlets in that community, especially in a quaint community like Lewiston. Mm -hmm. It's such a great spot. And it's one of those places that I often say, why don't I come up here more often when I do get up there? Christopher, folks who aren't familiar with the concept of local mm-hmm. restaurant week hard to believe i know right <laughs> how does it all work what's the premise behind as michael said what right. he's doing how's the special work right so local restaurant week we've been doing this for over 10 years now it's twice a year once in the spring and once in the fall and we did um we always pick a slow week so it's it's nice that he mentioned that because we do try to time the week that in a slow a time that's slow for restaurants typically um so restaurants can offer whatever kind of special that they want it just has to f- follow a pricing structure of 2019 3019 and 49 We've been doing that for years. It uh, goes with the year. That's kind of our gimmick. And you can do lunch, breakfast, dinner, uh, brunch, kind of whatever works for the restaurant works for us as long as it follows that price point. And, of course, all the restaurants need to be locally owned and operated. Right. No chains. It's time to break the chain. And why would you (laughs) want to go to a chain when you have so many wonderful restaurants locally? You know, there's uh, so many to choose from in this area. One of the best things I think about life in Western New York are the choices that we have, whether it's a, you know, high-end white linen tablecloth place or a dive or a joint or something in between. Chris, so, um, this really ranks high with um, this concept around the country, right? Right. Even though Buffalo is considered a mid-sized market. It really is up there playing with the big boys. We are playing with the big boys here in Buffalo. So our... Um Our event is the fifth largest one in the country, which really says a lot about our food scene here in Western New York. The only restaurant weeks that are larger than ours in terms of number of restaurants that participate are the big giant cities, New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C., and then us. So 
that really says a lot about our local restaurant scene here, that people just really embrace it. They've got their favorites. They want to go to new, try new ones. And, and chain restaurants really do have a difficult time kind of breaking into the market here. I, they just don't have the same appeal. I mm-hmm. would think so, too. Yeah. And it's got to be a challenge from an organizer's perspective to pick the week, especially in the spring, because you have Easter that changes from year to year. Truthfully, St. Patrick's I hate Day. picking the spring week. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it. What yeah. made you settle on the week of April 1st? We really need to avoid Easter. Mm-hmm. And Easter is late this year. So this one's tricky. We, we prefer not to do local restaurant week during Lent at all because we don't want to mess with everyone's fish fries. <laughs> but this year we had to because Easter was so late. We have to avoid St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Easter. There's like a myriad of the spring one is difficult to pick, but we got it. Michael, April 1st, easy to remember. Uh, for sure. And there's no fooling, right? <laughs> right. Michael Hibbert, um, obviously you talked about the meatballs and what you're featuring. And with a name like Gallo, I'm assuming it's a heavy Italian emphasis, right, at your place? Yeah, our, our menu's solely pretty much focused on all Italian um, entrees, but we we are pretty much our staples are coal-fired pizzas. Um we we have a coal fire oven there. We produce pizzas, some uh, entrees and appetizers as well. Uh, we have a pretty strong uh, Italian wine list as well. So that's one of the, our focuses at the restaurant as well. Can't wine. go wrong with that Italian vino. It's my favorite. Yeah. I like that in California, probably in that order. Um, but with your coal fire on, uh, oven, it's a little bit different than one would see at you know most. Italian pizza places that yeah, are popping up all, all over the place, it seems. It was uh, manufactured for us in California. It was brought in on a train. Uh, it's it's large. It's seven foot wide by um, five foot deep. It's about 11,000 pounds. So this this oven cooks at a higher temperature than like a wood fire oven. So you get a thinner crust, crust really crispy. Uh, and we produce all the sauces and everything right in-house. Does it give that sort of blister effect on the crust? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like the nice blisters te- on the outside. Yeah, it's a telltale sign, I think, when mm-hmm. you see those blisters. How has it gone over so far in Lewiston and for folks who come in from all over? It's it's We've had a, um, a, a lot of success there. And I think one of the reasons uh, is just the simple fact that Obviously, our our family is a big part of it. Uh, we're there a lot. Uh, it's it kind of created like a a sense of community, which that's one thing that we kind of lack at the, in the restaurants in Lewiston is um, more of like a family atmosphere. That's what we've created there. That's great. So it's not just you. It's it's your relatives who are yeah, in there. My my chopping kids are, onions. I, and I just <laughs> had my fourth my fourth kid. Uh, Congratulations! This, you know, three weeks ago. So wow. they're there a lot. They help out. My grandfather, who's eighty eight years old comes in, helps make pizza boxes and rolls gnocchis that we make in-house. So it's it's fun. It's it's a whole family focused around the family. Does your uh, family use the, the thumbprint for the gnocchi? Yeah, yeah, yeah the thumbprint and then you roll, roll it. Roll it, yeah. yeah. My mother-in-law was just a master at that. She made the best gnocchi, just melted in your mouth. Yeah. But they had a technique. It's like, what is she doing with the thumb and, you know, <laughs> getting a fingerprint here? What is this? But it really, it was the perfect size. It was delicious and it was tender. Yeah. So uh, if you're a gnocchi connoisseur it sounds like gallows is the place to go and the coal back to that it really fascinates me michael it's an anthracite coal right so there it's important to use a particular type of coal yeah it's a it's a hard coal um which i actually get directly from the mine in pennsylvania they they haul Mm -hmm. it in uh we buy a 53 foot tractor trailer four times a year that we go through just at that location uh, but it, that's that's what helps that oven stay to temperature all the all the time. I thought maybe you took it out of your Christmas stock. Yeah, I know, right? 
<laughs> it's good to know that it was that it's yeah. chipped in. Now, you said that Gallows is actually built on the site where the word cocktail originated. That's a great little piece of trivia. Yeah, we have a we have a plaque out front from the Lewiston Historical Society that explains the the um, story of Hustler's Tavern, which was on the original site that that Gallo is right now. Um, and they they claim that she used to use uh, a rooster feather to to stir her the, her cocktails, and and that's <laughs> where they say that word uh, originated from. So we use really? that. In our, yeah, we use that in some of our marketing. And Gallo in Italian well, is rooster. So they'd be a fool uh, not to use that. Yeah, I know. Right? 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 <laughs> oh, that's a great little piece of trivia. Chris, it must make you feel good as the organizer, and you've been doing that for this for a few years, to yeah. have somebody like Michael Hibbert come back, you know, with yeah. Gallo, because it was your first time last year, Yeah, right? it was our first time last year. And you're a new restaurant, obviously, relatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the be- that's it, it's the best to hear why restaurants do it. I mean, I know why they sign up, but why they sign up again is it's just great to hear what people say. I yes, mean, yes. The answers are kind of all across the board, but the, the number one one is exposure, obviously, mm-hmm. is it just brings a lot of new people in the door who wouldn't normally be coming to your restaurant, you know? Right. And so many people go to the local Restaurant Week website to see who's participating, what the um, menu items are for a given meal. Right. And you've got to be thrilled to see your name up there as people are. I'm constantly on that site looking, okay, where do I want to go tonight and what do I want to try? And it's going to make you feel good, Michael. And what's nice about it, too, is that we're – it's it's a lot of the Buffalo restaurants, obviously that they're they're a majority of them, but we do have some great Niagara County restaurants that are involved in this too, and I, I think they need you know Niagara County in general needs to you know there's definitely a lot of culinary uh, aspects that that we kind of not get put to the wayside, but um, you know I think it's Lewiston in general. There's like I think there's. 20-something restaurants. A lot of competition, for sure. And you mentioned that sense of community, Michael. But you work with local wineries, breweries, distilleries, right? Is that important to you? Yeah, it is. Uh, We we work with um, Freedom Run Winery out in Lockport. Uh, They actually are kind of setting up a satellite-type restaurant for us there. Um, We work with Black Button Distillery on some same thing. We're setting up a satellite restaurant with them as well. Uh, And then BBC, right in in the village of Lewiston, we serve their beer, and they come do tastings. So it's it's a – we all kind of benefit from from this. And, Krista, they must make you uh, feel like you're helping in that regard in the sense that not only does this focus on local restaurants and independent people who are business people serving up great food, but they're helping others who are local as well, whether it's an associated business or not. Right. Mm-hmm. We try to encourage restaurants where they can to use local purveyors for everything. And the same, and we've got such a huge beer scene that we didn't mm-hmm. have, quite frankly, when local restaurant right. started. But now so many restaurants pair one of their 20 or 30 or 40, 19, you know, menu entrees with a local craft beer of some sort or a cocktail that's made by, like you said, Black Button mm-hmm. Distillery or one of those types of places, too. I love it's that really partnership. Cool. How far do your restaurants extend, Chris? Uh, Michael's in Lewiston. I know you go to the South mm-hmm. Towns. How far is the geographic range? Well, Lewiston to the north. Um, I can't really recall what we've got to the south. We have one in Attica, a new restaurant in Attica this time. So that's pr- a couple in Batavia. And, gosh, I can't even think what the furthest is. South. I mean, clearly All south over. of Orchard Park and Hamburg. I mean, there's there's more further down than that. So. Right. And, again, the, the website? Right. Everything can be, can be found at localrestaurantweek.com. All, well, we usually have about 220 restaurants that participate, so we expect that many. And everything can be found on the website, localrestaurantweek.com. 
including Gallo's Coal Fire Kitchen, right? Exactly. Gallo, the official name is Gallo Coal Fire. Correct. Got it. I look forward to trying those meatballs soon, especially <laughs> the turkey ones and chicken. It's a nice change of pace. I'm not a big red meat eater anymore, so it's nice to have an option like that, Michael. Yeah, that's that was one of my wife's. She's she's a vegetarian, so she had to have that on the menu. Always listen to your wife. Yeah, I know. Good advice. Believe me, I know. <laughs> Michael Hibbert and Krista Hobart, local restaurant week, and Gallo Coal Fire. Look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week ahead. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.